Old Couch with B-Rob. Today is Sunday, September 12th. This is episode 117. And how fucking great is it that football, NFL football, is back in our lives. We have a full week one reaction breakdown coming for you right now on this fine Sunday evening. And I will be joined by the man, the myth, the legend... He's been here since episode one, folks. You know who he is. It's Big Dog, Andrew Ratcliffe. How you doing? B-Rob, 1-0. The Chargers looked spectacular on the road today. We will dive into that. But the Chargers are 1-0. Pineapple Couch is doing spectacular, as always. We're always doing spectacular here on the Pineapple Couch, whether you follow our picks or you just ride with our hearts because, you know, we're a char- we're big Chargers fans here. So we're going to get into that and all of everything that happens in NFL Week 1. A reminder, if you like what you're listening to, go ahead and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. And I think on Spotify, Big Dog, it's you follow podcasts on Spotify. You do follow on Spotify. Yeah. Five-star reviews you can do on Apple, not Spotify. But the best whatever, thing you can do. Whatever you're doing, leave a, with your five-star review, leave, leave, a, leave a question. Leave a pick. We'll talk about it on the pod. But let's get right into what happened in NFL Week 1, Andrew. It was great to see that beautiful bastard Scott Hansen's face, NFL Red Zone, back in our lives. I mean, even before we get into just the games, Andrew, there is no better sports-watching experience any time of the year. I love March Madness. I love the NBA playoffs. I mean, I love ba- I've love. i been very into baseball. I love how baseball is there for you every night. There's just nothing like a Sunday of football. Nothing like Sunday. Opening day, all 32 teams playing. It is an absolute treat. It's a treat. It's a treat. And it's something that we take for granted. I really think we do. And we don't have to worry about that, though, folks, till uh, February. We will not have Second a lonely Sunday. Sunday. February. And we have an extra week of football this year. I really haven't like computed in my brain how that's going to work. But they're listening. But it's going to happen. Best idea they've ever had. It's going to happen. So let's get into the the first game we want to talk about, folks, which is the Los Angeles Chargers taking oh, yeah. care of the Washington football team 20-16. to um, The Chargers starting the season 1-0 under new head coach Brandon Staley, Justin Herbert. Just, uh, just a fantastic game. The, the box score really doesn't do it justice, Andrew, for how great this guy was today. He dealt with an unbelievable amount of drops some terrible terrible officiating he really only made one bad throw on the day a interception i'll give you that but he was electric today and this dude has me so fucking high on the chargers and what could be possible this season brian they were 13 of 17 on third down conversions this year Today, they were 13 of 17? They were 13 of 17. Jesus Christ. In the last drive, I think they had three or four conversions we watched. It was unbelievable. I mean, he was 31 of 47. They had... He's over 300 yards, but they had that... He's like 339. And the thing is, it's it's nice. So the Chargers bring in over... They obviously get rid of the frog, Anthony Lynn, who sucked and was one of the worst coaches I've ever had to deal with. They bring over Brandon Staley as for their head coach, who was the defensive coordinator of the Rams, big dog. And now they got uh, the, the Saints offensive coordinator. I believe his first name is Joe, but I do not know what the last name is, and I don't want to butcher it. So whoever the Saints offensive coordinator they brought over, you're seeing them incorporate that into the Chargers offense, which is fantastic. You're seeing the, the, the movement pre-snap. 
You're seeing trips bunches out from the wide receivers. Just creativity and play calling, which isn't like everything I just said is not revolutionary at all. It's just something the Chargers have never done and seeing them input that in. And I just have all the fucking faith in the world in Justin Herbert. I think this guy is a legitimate superstar. I think right now, if you could pick any quarterback in the NFL, you have to take Mahomes. I understand that. You have to. I don't I, – I can't There's really – 17 games. I don't really think if you're – it's not just one season. I'm talking about for the future as well. I don't see how you can take anyone above Herbert besides Mahomes. How much trust do you have in this dude? He's throwing it in these big third down plays. They trust him, Big Doc. Every single play, I expect him to do something now, which is something I haven't expected in a while. And uh, there's no disrespect to Philip Rivers. It's not. Love. It's not. And but. here's one thing I'll say about Phil is, Phil, it, nothing of what Justin Herbert does is a discredit to Phil because Phil, for whatever, he was an, a, a very, very good quarterback for the, the Chargers. If you look at the quarterback play in the league during Philip Rivers' tenure, Philip Rivers was consistently a top five to ten quarterback his entire play. So if you're an NFL team, you have to be thankful for that, of course. But the thing that Justin Herbert can do that's just a different type of player than Rivers is he they can throw these shorter plays or these shorter outs with Herbert, right? And the ball gets there so quickly, big dog, that the receivers, once they get it, they have time to make a move. And so instead of it being a four-yard reception and then just going down immediately, you're getting those extra two to three yards, making it a second and two, second and three. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think there is – I don't think we should calm down at all about Justin Herbert. I Not think Justin he Herbert as an MVP candidate, you should be thinking about that, right? It would be great. I mean, he was unbel- – he literally was 99% perf- perfect today besides the interception – I think that it was a weird he, fumble. He's call got a calmness called. about him too. Oh, let, I mean that fumble, big dog. But Brian, for twenty years, that fumble call happens in the third quarter, second quarter, at the end of the whatever, end of the half. The Chargers are losing that game. After that, what do they do? They get a fumble recovery. They there score. Was, there they was win. There was a they level never of win calmness that game in twenty games today. Oh yeah, our entire lives, the Chargers never win the game that happened. Never, never. It, Think about my rookie coaches, other rookie coaches around the league, rookie quarterbacks. I mean, it's... It's, On the road, the Redskins were a playoff team last year. I know they're the the, NFC least, but... The the Redskins (laughs) are... The Washington football team. Are they keeping the Washington football team, by the way, or are they, like, putting it out? I think they're putting it out, like, another year of what they're going to be. They should stick with football team, in my opinion, or go back to the Redskins, because that would just be funny. Um, But they are no joke. Their defense is certainly no joke. Fitzpatrick goes down today. I think both of us can say we really hope that it's nothing serious for our boy. He's one of the most entertaining quarterbacks to watch in the league, and he has been for a while. So we hope he's okay. But Chase Haneke, no slouch, especially when you're preparing for a different quarterback. I think that can throw a different thing at your defense. And I think the Chargers just... They won 20-16 to against the Washington football team, and we've spent seven minutes talking about it, which is crazy. But that's just something to repeat myself, Andrew. They have never done. How did Anthony Lynn do today? Anthony Lynn, you stupid frog. I'm so glad you're gone. Anthony Lynn honestly like ruined the last three years of my life. He did. He, was, he sucked. There was so many times today. There was actually – it was at the end of the first half – 
I um I put my Anthony Lynn helmet on, and I was just all the worst points to call timeout during the last two minutes of the first half. In my head, I'd just be like, "This is when Anthony Lynn would have called timeout." Anthony Lynn's the type of guy who, after the two minute warning, you throw an incomplete pass, he he's calling timeout. timeout. So it's great to get him out of there. And uh, the Lions, we'll get to that game. He's over there. I I. I, the Lions somehow they made a comeback on the Niners today with Jared Goff, the ghost of Jared Goff. I I I don't believe that Anthony Lynn had any play calling ability in that, but we'll get to that. Let's go to our next game here, Andrew. What the fuck's going on with the Packers? What the fuck was that? So they get the shit kicked out by the Saints. I think Jameis threw like five touchdowns, 170 yards. He didn't have to do much. He had five touchdowns. He had five yeah. touchdowns. Um, Kamara looks like Kamara. Saints defense looked fucking amazing. The Packers looked like shit. How Aaron, Aaron, I mean, did, did Aaron Rodgers give a fuck today? Not one fuck today. Did the Packers look like the most unprepared football team out of ever? Every it looked like NFL Aaron Rodgers ever. was fresh off the fishing boat from Hawaii and just got back after he was uh, with his little summer. Summer round. No, no, no. Give me a pick, and I mean, get, he gave this up. dude spent his summer. In Hawaii, jumping off waterfalls and learning to play Wonderwall on the guitar with the fucking girl from the secret life of the American teenager. And we're thinking this dude's going to come back and sling darts? And he just, Andrew, it wasn't, he looked like he didn't give a shit. And it was kind of like, I don't want to overreact. But today it looked like Aaron Rodgers was, to the Packers, was just like, I told you guys I didn't want to play here. I'm here. I don't give a flying fuck. And I, it it appears that, I mean, I was thinking about this the whole game. Like, if you're a Packers player, wouldn't you fucking hate him? Absolutely. Besides Devontae Adams, though. I mean, Devo- I mean yeah. Those two. But even then, but it's like Devontae he, Adams seems like he's out, too. in the third or fourth quarter, early in the fourth quarter, because it's like, you guys were down by so many points, I'd be pissed. So The Saints should not have won by 35 points today against the Packers. And it, it was not in New Orleans. So there's two questions we have after this game that we need to contemplate as football fans. Was this something that we're going to look back at during this Packers season with them playing in the NFC North with the shit teams like the Vikings, the Bears, and the Lions? And they'll get through this, and this was just a one-off. Are we worried about the Packers, or is this... That's the first question. The second question here is about the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans Saints, other than the Patriots of the last 15 or so years, have had the steadiest hand in coaching. Would you say, Andrew? Yes, Sean Payton. Well done. And what we saw today was a passing of the torch. Obviously, Drew Brees retired. And they're going to Jameis Winston. And Andrew, would you agree that there was maybe some limitations to Drew Brees' game the last year, maybe two to three years in terms of passing the ball deep, and maybe limitations on the Saints' offense? Absolutely, because Drew Brees' arm strength wasn't there. It wasn't there. It wasn't there. And so Jameis, we know that arm strength is there. But the big hit on Jameis, I mean, let's talk about it. You got the 30 touchdowns, the 30 picks, right? Yes. Is there a way, this is the first question we're going to address, and then we'll go to the Packers. Andrew, is there a way that Sean Payton could fix the Jameis thing and we could be looking at a number one pick talent in Jameis Winston 
coming into this New Orleans Saints situation after playing in a shitty Tampa Bay, which Tampa Bay now sounds like it's a great place, but it wasn't before Brady. He had a bad experience there. Could Jameis Winston's career be revived, and could he flourish in New Orleans? Is that on the table, or are no, we overreacting? We're overreacting because but it's that's what we do. That's what we do. I'm going to say yes, because he had a year to sit behind Drew Brees' Hall of Fame quarterback. He got to learn. He yep. got to watch a really good football team for an entire year. Yes, sir. A Hall of Fame quarterback, and we saw today, besides, he did throw a Jameis Winston pick that we're used to seeing at the end, but it was a rough in the passer, so it did not happen. He did, on some plays, show some patience, again, but with a big lead, so we got to take but everything. However, besides that one play, everything else, Jameis Winston was great. He was played, I mean, they contained him, they played smart football the whole time. Um, they were doing short passes, and then at the end, of the, like we saw Taysom Hill in the goal line. Mm-hmm. So what we were talking about last week, like they're going to contain Jameis Winston until they're Truly confident in him, and I think. <laughs> but brother, brother, five touchdowns. Brother, if you were worried about his fantasy value with the Taysom Hill, we saw the Taysom Hill, he and he still have, had five touchdowns. He's the best quarterback this week, and he didn't hit two hundred yards. That's all you need to know. I can say good. That's scary. This is a thirteen-three Green Bay, Green Bay Packer team. Yeah, and it's scary when you think about the Saints because they obviously have an elite rushing game with Alvin Kamara. The dudes, the dude doesn't get enough mention. And he's he's maybe the best running back in the league. Like McCaffrey does with fantasy, and I'll get all this uh, uh, appraisal. I would say of the last couple of years, it's been Derrick Henry, in my opinion. But Kamara's right there, and the loss of Breeze deflated his fantasy value, and he's making everyone who thought that look like an idiot. So far, again, just week one. So I do think with the Saints, there's a foundation there if they can get solid play out of Jameis. They are scary. They're definitely a playoff team. They're a playoff team. But let's go to the other question here, Andrew. And this doesn't need to be long, but is this... Are, is in this in seven weeks, are we looking at this Packers loss as, oh, what the fuck, it was just week one? I don't know because like the way Aaron Rodgers gave up in the second quarter today it was is weird. different than normal because normally weird. he just shows no body language and it's like, okay, but he still plays football and you're in the game. They got blown out 38-5, whatever, by 35 points yeah, it was in, disgusting. in week one. They, it wasn't even new, in New Orleans. It was in Jacksonville. Um, maybe this is new drama. Maybe this is a different kind of drama that we're used to. Is this different? It, is this a different here's, stage? Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. I do think I think it's I do think it's different. I think you're right that it's different. In however, though, the question in six to seven weeks, are we going to look back at this and this doesn't matter? I still think yes because of how bad the division is. But I think Andrew, this is a direct fucking like, dude. This dude fucked around all summer. Do you really think Aaron Rodgers put in hours this summer, Andrew? Not really, because he was golfing with that, Tom Brady a month ago. I mean, and it didn't. With he didn't put that much work into his golf game. It looked like. So, I mean, also, better let's me, give but. credit to a great coach, Sean Payton, and Jameis yeah. Winston, who has literally learned for a year. Yeah, shout out to Jameis, a former number one pick, who was like, "I'd go ride the bench in New Orleans." So, I mean, he's Jared Goff level, and he's kind of prove he has this year is to prove if he's real or not. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go into this next game. It was uh, probably the premier game game of the day. Probably should have been the Sunday night football game. Uh, Chiefs-Browns. The Browns get out to 
an incredible start in very Browns fashion, doing the things that if you like the Browns this year, it's what you want to see. You see the the run game. You see the play action from Baker. You see the great secondary that they've put together and obviously the good front four, Jadavian Clowney in the mix, Miles Garrett. But in the end, they Browns this game up and they lose to the Chiefs. The Chiefs get the 75-yard pass to Tyree Kill, Andrew, that kind of fucks everything up. And then you get the Browns fumble, which leads to the Kelsey touchdown. The Chiefs are a wagon. We know that. There's nothing for... Do you, Andrew, do you have any breaking news about the Chiefs for us? Uh, not at all. This is how they they're play a wagon. virtually every week because everyone's going to give them their best version of their team because they're playing the Chiefs that week. Mm-hmm. And when we were watching this game, I said to you, the Browns are a team that's built to beat the Chiefs. But that is assuming that at some point in the game, they can move the ball with the passing game. And Baker, I've rode for this guy, and he's – this is week one. I'm not overreacting on him as a quarterback this season, the future, whatever. He didn't bring if if Baker played a good game today, the Browns would have won. And he didn't yes. and he didn't do that. He did not. And this Browns team you said this to me. If they had Justin Herbert, I think they would be a Super Bowl favorite. Absolutely. And Baker Mayfield needs to... They're not asking that much of him, Andrew. He just has to be a game manager, a, a an above-average game manager. And that's he it. does. And it, it's... It, it Today was, again, it's just week one, but the... The, the the Browns have all the tools to just make it life so easy. Like, I mean, where's their weakness? Nowhere. There There is none, and... One thing I I'll just say the this: the coach of the year, so they have someone. How much better is Baker than Jared Goff? Uh, he's not that much better. How much better is Baker Mayfield than Derek Carr? I mean, it's the, I don't it's know the same question. I mean, if you pull up the numbers, I bet. And I'm say, I, and I like would also just like to say for everyone who's listening to this, specifically Joe Rinaldi, the Lamar Jackson Baker thing, not done yet. This is week one. I still maintain that in a we year have questions, or two. We have questions, Joe. I'm very much looking forward, though. We'll see tomorrow night on Monday Night Football how Lamar does this week. A lot of injuries hitting the Ravens. But Baker, not a good week one. A, a good Baker game. The Browns should have won that game. And um, if you're a Browns fan, I don't think you freak out, though, because you really showed that you you can put together that game. I think you freak game. out, but it's like, I mean, they lost the Chiefs in the playoffs last year to Chad Henney. They lost to the Ravens in that crazy Monday night. They've lost a lot of similar games to like this where they're up by like double-digit points and a point. Because Baker like, can't put the foot on the neck. And it's like you guys have great receivers. You have Nick Chubb and Green Hunt who can get four or five yards a carry and every single time. It's just heartbreaking every single time how you lose. And it's like a lot of it. I mean, they did have that yeah. muff punt when the punter muffed the ball. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, that was just play. brutal. And then there brutal. was one play where it's like they're up by 10 or 12 points. Then The, the Nick score. Chubb fumble. The Nick Chubb fumble in the third quarter was it was bad. And I mean, but Andrew, isn't it all just about missed opportunities from Baker? It's missed opportunities. And, and, it's and like, also oh, the rookie wide him. receiver. There, there, was, there, was, it, there was a couple like, plays on wide receivers, too, where Baker, like, where there was misreads because young because OBJ did not play today. I mean, there's he that, didn't play. He was supposed to play. Also, right? plays where he's 
No, I, yeah, he was supposed to play it. I did not see OBJ. I didn't did see I? him once. But there's plays for like Baker Mayfield where it's like he's just looking down Kareem Hunt and it's like he's just looking for the two, three yard pass. He is like, not looking down the field. It's like and that's you scary. gotta read that like Justin Herbert sitting in the pocket for an extra Especially with a guy his two, size. It's like the Cleveland has everything right now. And it's like Baker, you're good enough to do it because you can be a game manager. And you he has the arm. You've got I mean he has the but talent he do- and he's got the he arm because he makes throws a couple of times a game. Worrisome. Where like, worrisome. Shit. Worrisome in Cleveland because he got so much good shit around him. They should have won that game today. They should have won that game. And one week doesn't, one, it's not the Andrew, playoffs. Andrew. I mean, we're talking sports. We're being all, we're we're having a good time here. But one, um, on a serious note, one doesn't really think about this, what's going on with the Browns this year, and blame LeBron James. His association with the city of Cleveland has just brought everything to the ground. There you go, Baker. There's your scapegoat. It's LeBron. LeBron James. Fuck LeBron. All right, we'll be right back after these advertisements. And today's episode of The Pineapple Couch with B-Rob is brought to you by Timothy David Hall. Thank you to Timothy David Hall for sponsoring today's episode of The Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. Let's get back into it. All right, big dog. Let's get back into week one here. Um, we got to talk about the Stallion, the Bills, and what happened today against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers, with a, a huge statement victory here in week one against the Bills. The Bills, my pick to win the Super Bowl this year, my pick for the MVP and Josh Allen as well. Um, a lot of people think that they will be a one or two seed here in the AFC this year, but the Steelers really respond to a, a shitty end of last year with what happened to Ben after they started 11 or 12 and 0. And just a really big win here for the um, the Steelers against the Bills. Uh, I guess all this fucking shit I'm saying right now is just to ask you, I'm kind of worried about how the Bills play today just because of the expectations that are put on them. It is week one and we don't want to react, but... Are the Bills having, like, a hangover? Because it's, like, the AFC Championship. And yeah, like I, I think that's fair. But it's also, like, the Steelers started 11-0 and last year, right? And they have one of the best defenses and they have one of the best receiving yeah. cores. They got added Najee Harris. Mike Talman has never gone under 500. Mm-hmm. I think going into this game is a great wide receiving core. You know, being yeah. six and a half points is crazy. It is crazy. Um, and what... It shouldn't come as a shock in week one. Like maybe week seven, it this shouldn't. should be more surprising. But week one, and no, how many like how many snaps did people get in the preseason? Because no, no, that, that's the thing. The and it's it it's a it's a longer season this year. And we're not reacting in week one. But when you look at these two teams, it's kind of weird because at the end of last season, even though the Bills didn't win at all, it's hard to think of a team that people were higher on, including us, than the Bills. Like the Bills how, yeah. were considered... And the Steelers ate the fucking shit at the end. And we thought this was the end of Big Ben, and the Steelers weren't going to be that great this year. I mean, I thought they're... I honestly thought they're, think they're an 8-9 and nine team, and I still think that. I'm not overreacting, but a huge win for the Steelers. Are you worried about the Bills, though? I'm not, like, too concerned, because I think the Steelers are all right, because it's kind of like... The Steelers are so good at every position, they're kind of like the Niners. So it's like, how good does Jimmy G have to be? How good does Big Ben have to be this mm-hmm. year? Because they're very similar. They have great defenses, a bunch yeah. of receivers, running backs. 
Um, but the Bills, I mean, they're AFC favorite. Yeah, I, I'm not it's, worried about them in the AFC I think East. I think the, the question Bills is being the Buffalo Bills right now with the Browns, how they kind of blew it today. The AFC North is obviously wide open, and I think that the Steelers. I mean, that's a fucking big win. That's a Huge big win, win. and it's it a, puts AFC pressure favorite. on the rest of the AFC North. And we saw Burrow. Let's go to the next game here. The Bengals beat the Vikings in overtime. We get to see Joe Burrow post knee injury. Post, I, I, I believe it was an ACL. Correct? ACL's in the yes. fucking knee, I think. Um, and what this? I don't think this answered too many questions to me, other than that, like Joe Burrow looks healthy again because I, Joe Burrow's a winner. I'm not surprised that what he's doing here in Cincinnati, I think the pairing of him and Jamar Chase is perfect. That LSU team is one of the best offensive teams, if not the best offensive team we've ever seen in the history of college football. And putting those two together, I love that. And I got to say, Andrew, I love Zach Taylor, the coach of the the Bengals, specifically because the dude is just wearing a T-shirt on the sideline. He's sweaty. He looks like one of us in, like, the fourth hole. One of the most average-looking dudes, but he is getting the job. I mean, when the Bengals have Joe Burrow when he's coaching, they've been very competitive. They do, and I think that the Bengals should be a threat to this AFC North. And I, we've said this a billion times. We're not overreacting on this week on podcast, but fuck. I'm in I'm in on the Bengals this year. What does that mean? Like an eight, eight, I, nine I think season? The, the Bengals like eight, are nine right. Seasons the highest. I don't know. Be. I think they're right there with everyone in this AFC North because I do think the Browns have some very good things that you can look back on, and obviously the Ravens and Steelers. Think the, but like, I think that it's open. If you told me the the Bengals went eleven and six this year, I wouldn't be stunned. I think that Joe Burrow is that good. I'll, I'll give you that. I do week think he's one. that good? Like, I, I'm giving you the overreaction I mean, week one. I, I like eight, what I'm nine, seeing. Nine and eight right now. Like ceiling nine and eight. I mean, that's fucking Bengals. incredible. But that would be incredible. That's incredible that you're saying because, that. Because the AFC North is very competitive. It is very competitive. How much better are the Browns better than the Bengals right now? After I mean, as a team, one, the Browns are a lot, be- a, a, a lot like, better we, as a unit. Next but week they're playing. Joe Burrow's better than Baker, ba- Baker Mayfield. Yeah. So if Joe Burrow is on the Browns right now, are the Joe Burrow, are they Super Bowl favorites? Uh, I mean, it's hard to say that because of Burrow's injury last year, but in terms of what I think for him and what he will be, yes. Yes, I think Burrow is better than Mayfield. Let's go to the rookie QB watch right now. So we'll go through a couple games via this. Um, The Jaguars lose to the Texans. You and me cash in on the Charmin Ultra Bowl game of the week. We both had the Texans plus three, three and a half, or or it might have been two and a half at the point, but whatever. The Texans win. I mean, that was kind of just an obvious... Not descent, like toot our own horn, but there's just so much negative juju about the Texans because of Deshaun Watson coming in this year. So you know the team's going to rally together after dealing with all this shit, and they're going against a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach. That's all you need to say. Rookie quarterback, rookie head coach. Andrew, wouldn't you say there were a few plays today where Trevor Lawrence probably was like, shit, I'm not in the ACC anymore? Several times, and I like... When we watched Urban Meyer pace on the sidelines... Like you've kind of mentioned, like you, I think you brought up the I, over I under I, two I think, or two and a half years or something. I Dude, said I think one, he's one gonna have a, a medical I, reason. I to think leave. six and a half games he's out this year. He might be if the if the Jaguars start zero and six. Like the way he's looking, he's gonna have a medical 
issue. Yeah, he's just a control freak, too, who I don't think will adapt well to being an NFL head coach, where it's not like in college where you have all the control. Um, In terms of Lawrence, though, I mean, the the dude, like, yeah, there was a bad pick today. Yes, they lost the Texans, but he – I'm not worried about him as, like, a – he has everything that we knew he had. He's got a cannon. He's playing for the Jaguars. He had some great fucking that that touchdown. I mean, imagine today if to Urban DJ Meyer leaves like in a year or two. Like, what does that do to Trevor Lawrence in his career? I don't think it affects it that much because whoever they'd hire, you would think, would be better than Urban. I don't know. I, I'm I'm at this. I'm down on the Jaguars and Urban Meyer this year, but at the same time. I don't think that we should worry long term about Trevor Lawrence because I just I think he's too good to fail. Like, would you rather be Sam Darnold two years ago or Trevor Lawrence today? Trevor Lawrence today, a hundred out of a hundred times. Okay. I think Trevor Lawrence and Sam Darnold. Is it a similar situation? I mean, it's a shitty situation, but I think it's like the comparison of Trevor Lawrence to Sam Darnold is like comparing Fernando Tatis Jr. to. that hits home, all right. A two twenty shortstop. Okay, Fernando Tatis. So, um, let's now let's go to the second game here of the rookie QB watch. The Jets do lose to the Panthers. You just man- mentioned Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold revenge game there. But in terms of what we're talking about today with this pod, I like what I saw about out of Zach Wilson. I I I I am the highest on him. Of any QB in this draft, and today, yes, there were some errors, but I, the dude, just can sling half, it. Like we're talking about Baker, how he's short and we can't see him looking down the field. We didn't, like that's not the only reason, but he's not looking down the field. Zach Wilson is looking down the field. He is, and like the and to do that in the second half to make it a game because they were losing like nineteen to seven. It was a blowout. Yeah, what it seemed like, and they made it a game. They went for two. They made it competitive. He's a competitor. He He's was, a competitor. He was into it. You like to see that week one. Yeah, and so I like what we see there. And then now let's go into the Dolphins-Patriots here. The Mac Jones and the Patriots do lose. I wasn't overly impressed with Tua today. That was, it was all right. I'm always – you know who I am always impressed with? Those Brian Flores. The the Dolph- I mean that dude fighter man I want to play for that coach that dude's a bad motherfucker I would go to war I for love Brian Flores I, I know you going him. to war for you the thing though that we need to talk about though in this game the most important thing we saw in this game was when Mac Jones threw his first touchdown first of all what we saw from Mac Jones tonight on the field I thought it was poised and I thought it was scary that you see Belichick with a quarterback like that but Mac Jones throws his first touchdown in the NFL. And he's running back to the bench with his teammates. His teammates are trying to hand him the ball. He's like, nah, I'm not worried about that. And he goes back to the bench, and he just is looking at his playbook. He's always hyping his teammates up after. I just think that we witnessed the birth of a superstar today in Mac Jones. So I, I guess I, I, I'm higher is that on your the— week I'm, one overreaction? Mac Jones will be a superstar? Yes, but I also think that Zach Wilson will be too. Who do you have more faith in right now? I think that individually Zach Wilson is better than Mac Jones, but, Mac but your Jones Mac in Jones situation. is in uh, New England, and he has this, like, I don't know, it's just kind of scary seeing a young quarterback that has that type of control in New England. It's like, ah, fuck, did they find another Brady? New England looked Which very is, I mean, no one's finding another Brady, but you know what I mean. 
I mean, New England looked very good today. I mean, um, that Damian Harris fumble changed everything. Yeah, they were about to put it away. The, the Dolphins are no joke either, like we've been saying. But mm-hmm. um, Mac Jones looked very under control. He Mac Jones looked better than Tua, but the Dolphins won today because the yeah. Dolphins have more talent yeah. in general. Mm-hmm. And again, can't say enough about how much we I like Flores. And I know you do too. Let's go to the NFC West now, and I think it really made a good case this uh, today, Andrew, for the best division in football. The Cardinals actually absolutely boot stomped the Titans. I was a loser on that in terms of my best bets. I, I'm a believer in the Titans. My first reaction to this, Andrew, is, God damn, it looks good when you give DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray a full year in like a real training camp together. Holy shit, that's terrifying. They are going to be legit, but... They're still with the fourth best team in that division. I know that's why I like. I'm still like. I, I, like bet under, I, I bet they're under. I bet they're under at seven. It was like seven and a half or seven. But it's just like that's a tough division. Yeah. And so yes, the Cardinals look fucking great today. Kyler Murray's a superstar. I don't disagree with that. Him with Hopkins is scary. Chandler Jones five fucking sacks. How much do you believe in Cliff Kingsbury? The Titans get better as the year go on, though. I don't believe in Kingsbury, and the Titans are a type of team that just gets better. And I'm not worried about the Titans in terms – if you have an AFC South future on the Titans, it's okay. The Titans throw up these types of games. They throw up – are you you worried about the Tyrod Taylor Red Texans? That's your own problem if you're worried about that. But, um, yeah, I I think the Cardinals, that was a a very good start for them. Maybe I'll eat shit with our my prediction earlier but i still think we're kind of on that same page of i still think they're an eight or nine win team this yeah year. it's just a tough division so the next game you just mentioned how the colts lost the seahawks really aired it out against them at least i mean we saw tyler lockett have a fucking field day with russell wilson stretching it deep they win i think it was a 28 to 16 win for the seahawks and even though this was a comfortable win for the seahawks Dude, they just always kind of just stop. Like, because they were seven, about to roll them. Yeah. It was 21. It, it, it I mean, should have been a bigger. You felt like it was going to. points at the half. You thought they were going to get like 42. Like, exactly. Yeah. Um, But the the Colts, I mean, it's the first week with Carson Wentz. We shouldn't. And I don't think he looks that. I he think, didn't look that bad. I mean, yeah. the Seahawks won 12 games. I mean, shit. Year. We all thought he was going to be hurt. Yes. For week one. So I, I, I don't mean, think we overreact to the Seahawks or the Colts here. I don't think we overreact to either. I think that um, one thing I'll say is, even though the Colts lost, I'm higher than I was on them yesterday because of what I saw. I mean, once wasn't great today, but it was like okay, I, I'm giving this a chance. I'm giving You're it like a chance. the Titans, like week seven, they'll be a way better team. Yes, yes. And um, let's go to the next thing in the NFC West. The 49ers, they hold on in that weird fucking game against the Lions, the ghost of Jared Goff uh, making that late comeback. When you talk about the Niners, though, Andrew, the I mean, Jimmy G, I believe he fumbled on his first uh, play of the season this year. The Niners, they have the weapons on defense. Debo Samuels puts up 190 yards and a touchdown today. It does seem to me that Jimmy Garoppolo will be the starting quarterback throughout this year because that this 49ers roster is good is too good for them like it's not like they're going to be 2 and 4 at a point where they're going to make that change you know what i mean i feel like this Niners team 
maybe Jimmy Garoppolo puts a ceiling on them, big dog, would you say? But he does also provide a floor where it's it's going to be tough. But is that floor a Super Bowl appearance? I do. I think it is. Honestly, I do. I think it is. We know who Jimmy G is, but they got to a Super Bowl regardless. I'm not as down on like My dad's a giant 49ers fan. He hates Jimmy G. I'm not down on Jimmy G fully yet. Like, whatever the – the box score was at the end of the day. It was an absolute fluke. It was forty-one to seventeen with a yeah, last. It was a. Minutes. It was like Matt Stafford actually in his vintage Lions days turned into. How Jared much Goff. different is Jared Goff and Matt Stafford? Like we still not like, that much. And I just would like to say that Jared Goff, the Jared, Jared Goff, Goff chip on his tonight. shoulder tour. I'm here for. I'm here for that. If Jared Goff actually had a good year, but we'll see. I don't know. Um, last thing in the uh, NFC West, the the Rams beat the Bears tonight. They handled that pretty easily. Big Dog and I were on the links, actually. We were watching this on the phone. Um, the only takeaway that either of us really have on this game, we're, we were both high on Stafford coming to this offense before the year, but nothing matters with the fucking Bears in any game they play in when An- Andy Dalton's starting. They're going to score 14 points or less every single start when Andy Dalton starts. It's I don't give a fuck I mean, if Andy Dalton's in the game. That's the only question. Yeah, that's the only thing you give a shit about with is the it, Bears. Is it the Rams, week five? Is the Rams didn't week prove five? anything to me this week. I thought I think the Rams are going to be good, but it's not this like is exactly I didn't what they get won. they should have. Yeah, like, it wasn't it, like I was like, oh yeah, I told you. It's like yeah, the Bears fucking suck. So last two things we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the NFC least here before we wrap up, Big Doug. Before we go out, our Week One MVPs. We're each going to have an MVP. Um, the Eagles killed the Falcons today. I am low on Jalen Hurts. But he had a fantasy field there. Matt Ryan, is he washed? It, it, is it? Is it? Uh, I mean, we know he has that happy feet, big dog, and sometimes it looks so fucking shitty. But goddamn, I, I mean, it just looks so bad today. For Jalen Hurts? No, for Matt Ryan, oh, bro. Matt Ryan, yeah. I mean, it's just like he. I mean, the pro- is he has like a floor that he gives you, but it's just like. Fuck, we see this shit, and it's like it's it's not too dissimilar from Jimmy G. Both Kyle Shanahan both got them years, to the Super Bowl. Awful. It's like they ever since they've been to the Super Bowl, they've they been awful. suck. They've been dick. this exact team where it's like they just don't show up or they lose when they're supposed to win. And that's why quarter. I don't take too much from this Eagles win. I mean, I mean, what are you supposed to? Credit to the, the Eagles. I thought the Falcons would win would win this game, but I was wrong. But I still don't think it proves that much last game uh, the Broncos just absolutely demolished uh the New York Giants and what do you think about Danny Jones I think Danny Dimes Danny Dimes how do you think about him carrying the ball today I think he's the worst quarterback in the NFL pretty easily I said that today when we were watching it and you know when you're like hanging out with your buddies and you're watching the games and you, you say something and then you're like, ah, fuck, I got to probably like take that back. I might have over, like, I might have like emphasized that too much, exaggerated. I said, Daniel Jones is like by far the worst quarterback, starting quarterback in the NFL. Like, I'm trying to think of someone and who's I like, who, close. The listeners, please, please let I'd us know. I'd rather have Gardner Minshew. And that's oh, my God. And he's a backup. I'd rather have Teddy Bridgewater. I'd rather have Tyrod Taylor. I'd rather have Tyrod Taylor. I'd rather have Jalen Hurts. I'd rather have the Washington football team's quarterback today. Fitzpatrick or Heineke. 
in yeah. the playoffs last year. I mean, I would rather have Teddy Bridge. Yeah, like you said, Derek Carr. You, Derek Carr. Kirk Cousins. I'd rather have Kirk Cousins. I'd rather have Justin. I, okay, Andy Dalton versus. I'd rather have Justin Fields. Yeah, so we'd rather <laughs> have Justin Fields. And I'd rather have Jared Goff. I'd rather have Jared Goff. I think that's all you really. I mean, I'd way rather. Like, we make jokes about Jared Goff. We love him. I'm I'm a Jared Goff stan for whatever reason. I don't really understand why. I don't actually think he's even that good, but he's fucking a hundred times better Super than Danny cool. Dimes. Um, my week one MVP, Big Doug. Brandon Staley, Chargers head coach. That's a game we have never won in my lifetime as a Chargers fan. I know who you're going to give it to. That's why I gave it. I'm letting you do that. Who am I going to give it to? You're going to give it to the guy who deserves it, but I'm going to give it to the coach behind the scenes who gave me. I am rock hard for the Chargers this year. That's all I will say. Give the man what he – give our week one MVP. I actually, folks, I'm giving Brandon Staley. I voted him for second in week one MVP. Andrew, give it to the man who fucking deserves it. Who's going to lead to a 17-0 goddamn Chargers team. Mr. Justin Herbert. Fuck yeah. So you can say what you want. You can look at it. It's like, oh, he only had 16 fantasy points. Okay, the guy threw over 330 yards, 340 yards. He never fucked up. He fucked up one time. He was 99% perfect because of interception. There was a bullshit call. The receivers can't catch the ball. They were literally in the red zone. They had three drives over 10 plays three straight times when they had the possession of the ball over five or six minutes. And that is dominance. That is... That is how you win football games, right there. And that's yeah. how the Chargers are going to win the there motherfucking f- Super Bowl, baby. How many drops are there? Five or six drops? There uh, I mean, drop I think you zone? could say there was 55,000 drops. If we're going to play the what if games, my God, the guy played perfect and they won 2016. They should have won 33 to 16. Yeah, they should have won the 40. They should have won the 70 to 3. Have lost this game the past 20 years, Brian. They and it's good to see Derwin James fucking NFC's, back. Derwin is East back. Derwin is back. Yeah, you were saying Brandon Staley said, what were the big three? So there were the three i forget the third i'm sorry but it was okay. he gave it to Big justin golf derwin james was the other mvp because the movie would not be the same without mm-hmm. him it would not every be single play like we need said, him you, he's james, the safety you can bring up as a linebacker he changes the scheme he changes the game time. he changes the game oh uh, god damn it um uh, big dog what a fucking treat it is to have the nfl back in our lives every sunday thursday and monday tomorrow night ravens Raiders. Uh, my pick will be, uh, I, I believe the Ravens are favored probably by three or four. I'm taking the Ravens. I'm taking the Ravens easily. Fuck the Raiders. Ravens are going to win by 14 points yeah. at least tomorrow. Um, Chargers are also going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, Big Dog, a pleasure covering week one with you. We'll talk to you in, fuck, I mean, two to three days when we preview week two. Always a pleasure. 5 0 this week. 5 0. Five and up. Undefeated. The dude, the dude doesn't miss. I, I went 500. I always go 500. So it's up to you to determine between my picks what's the best. So that's how we do it here on the Pineapple Couch. Fuck LeBron James. The San Diego Chargers are going to be Super Bowl. Er, fuck. Yeah, no, you know what? Fuck it. No, that was it. No, the that San was Diego it. Chargers are going to be Super no Bowl hesitation. champions. Yeah. Justin Herbert, MVP. Different culture. God They're damn. back, baby. The it's, Bolts are back, baby. They're back. And folks... 
It is so fucking good to be talking football with you guys again. We will be back in a couple days. This has been the Pineapple Couch, episode 117. God bless. I love America. Let's fucking go.